So a lot of questions have been asked today about the people being told they can no longer camp on that section of East Hastings Street. Questions about where they are going to go. And earlier today on the Mike Smith Show, Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim was asked about the number of shelter spaces that are currently available in the city of Vancouver. Here's just part of that exchange. That that guy I just spoke to said there are two, as far as he knows. Do you know how many there are? Like how many shelter spaces are available right now? Uh, Mike, I don't have the accurate number, so uh, you know, shouldn't I, you know, I don't want to know that? number. Shouldn't you know that before you move people out? Shouldn't you know how many shelter spaces are available before you tell people to move along? Sure, and you know what I'm saying is the situation's fluid because these these shelter spaces get filled up and uh, vacated all the time. So you know you can have a number vary, um, you know, within hours. All right, that was Mayor. Ken Sim, Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim, speaking with Mike Smith on his show. Well, joining us now is Nicole Mucci, who is a spokesperson with the Union Gospel Mission. Nicole, thanks so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me today. Hi. Do you know how many shelter spaces there are available currently in Vancouver? For the entire city? That is actually a really difficult number to pin down and something that I've been spending quite a bit of time this morning um, looking for. Uh, from UGM's standpoint, we have a 92-bed shelter that has been really consistently full for uh, over the last year. We have actually had an average of like two to six turnaways every single night for over a year. Wow. I, w- I was going to ask you how many people. So two, between two and six. So you are turning mm-hmm. people away every day. Yeah, pretty consistently. There are rare occasions where our shelter isn't uh, full, but often that's when the extreme weather has been called and those emergency additional shelters are opened up. But on your average night, when it's not super duper cold, we are full. And when you turn someone away, the two to six people every day, what do you what are staff saying to them? Well, one of the things that we do our best is to try to find alternative space. And so there is a service um, 211 where you can call and you can try to find uh, available shelter space. And so our case managers or our shelter workers will do that first and they'll call and they'll try to find space in the event that there isn't space anywhere else in the that happens pretty consistently. Um, we work with them to make sure that they have the gear that they need to be safe overnight um, on, because it can be dangerous to be outside overnight. Right. And so that 211 number, so that is uh, mm-hmm. somebody we talked to earlier and Mike Smith talked to him as well. So that, that was where he got that number of two shelter spaces. They said that they had called all of the places that provide shelter mm-hmm. to ask and, and there were two spaces. I mean, mm-hmm. does it even like the, the mayor said there that it's fluid? Is it something where it also depends on what time of day you call? Uh, it's more that it, it's fluid daily. So every day, um, the number might fluctuate a little bit. But the reality is that our shelter spaces are full because there are more people experiencing homelessness than ever before. And if there isn't somewhere for the folks in the decamp in the encampment to go, like what? Where are we gonna? send them? Where are we going to offer them in terms of safety and shelter? Right. And, and when someone comes to UGM, how, how does it work as far as, I, I get what you're saying, you're turning people away, but when someone comes, do they stay a certain amount of time or do they come every day hoping to get a bed or how does that work? It kind of depends. And so we have some individuals who we know are going to come 
pretty consistently. But the goal is, is that once somebody enters into our shelter, it's for them to really develop a relationship with one of our case managers who can try to work with them to uh, ultimately determine what those next steps of their lives are going to look like. So whether that is looking for uh, for permanent housing or if it's looking to enter treatment and recovery. But the reality is, is that there is just such a bottleneck within our shelter system because there's no housing available for individuals either. We have a complete crisis when it comes to housing and safe spaces for individuals from uh, trying to exit homelessness. Right. So even if somebody, say, has been able to to find a job and they're ready to move into housing or they're Uh able to do that, there's just nowhere to go. Yeah. And we have that at our shelter right now. And so how long would somebody typically spend then or how long would somebody be allowed to spend to stay at the UGM? So prior to COVID, we used to have a two weeks in, two weeks out process. Um, And the goal there was just really to try to make sure that the shelter is truly supposed to be an emergency stopgap. But the reality is that there is no housing stock available for individuals. And so there are folks who have been staying with us for more than two weeks because they are working so diligently with with our case managers to try to find housing. Right. So when you say more than two weeks, are they, are they staying for months? Sometimes, yeah. Hmm. And I, I would imagine, too, even, I, I mean, we understand it makes sense why you would have that policy, but, but then how does it help as well if you were to follow the policy exactly? And even say after two months, okay, you have to leave because knowing that that person then is just going to go back onto the street. Well, and that's actually one of the reasons we stopped that policy is because we we recognized that it wasn't person-centered. It wasn't really about trying to ensure that the individual um, at that point in their life and in their journey was actually being treated with the utmost dignity and compassion. And that's why we got rid of the policy. Where do you see people going then, uh, again, with this encampment being cleared, uh, the city and uh, first uh, emergency crews saying that it is going to be cleared because it's a safety hazard and uh, that there are issues, even with the the safety of people living in this encampment, where do you anticipate or see the people that were living there going? It's a really good question because... What's happening right now is it feels like the the folks down on Hastings are being told, you we don't have a home for you yet, but you can't stay here. And so there's no clear answer on where folks are going to go. And that might mean that tents might pop up in other places. It, and we might see a cycle of this because really until there is true affirmative action being made, in terms of housing options and and more shelter spaces that actually accommodate individuals for where they're at in their life and their various needs, because no person is the same, then we aren't going to make any progress and folks are still going to be struggling with homelessness and they're still going to be feeling like they're forced to set a tent up somewhere because there is nowhere else. All right, Nicole, we'll leave it there for today. But thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show and bringing us that perspective from UGM. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.